0: Hello there. Well, first, let's do a retest. This is a
1: retest. Bring in the best. <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> just go ahead. You need to clip that. You need to clip that. And go. Why'd you you you, you, little, you laid that one out this there a one, little bit. There. I laid it out. like that a lot. Did you hear about Tetris? This is BoardGameStombs. Send us an email, This is Jerry. This is Gabi. Did you hear lot. about Tetris getting beat?
0: I saw that, and I didn't know, you know, with the news these days, I didn't know if that was new or old. It's brand new. Just happened. When so this podcast is released,
1: it will not have just happened, but it had happened. And it's, About a month ago, this happened. Right. Why is beating up Tetris so important? Because apparently it was never beaten before. I didn't know there was a... a bit,
0: so there was a certain level that was like the final level? Nope. Okay. How was it beaten?
1: Score-wise? Uh, nope. It is beaten because with Tetris and they the created a Tetris, Tetris actually confirmed it. And I believe it's already been beaten twice since then uh, because everybody started getting on it. But basically, what are you looking for? My phone. It's you're charging it. Remember, you had to plug it up to charge it. You don't need your phone. But I had an interesting factoid, but go ahead. I don't need any of your factoids that um, he got to, I think, level 157. And he was playing the original NES Tetris, which is important. So it has very limited capability in terms of its processing. So once it gets to a certain level of the score, it just stops. It kills it. It doesn't say, congratulations, you beat it. It just froze. Huh. So that's the that's the official way of beating Tetris, is if you play the game until it dies. So he played it until it dies. He got to, hundred, I think, level 150, and the score was so high. Why is he playing original? Who has an original Nintendo? The original version of Tetris, which oh. is from the – so you can emulate those. Everybody's playing original Nintendo games on their PCs. You can emulate them using an emulator. Is that legal? Mm, technically, it's in the gray area. <laughs> if you had previously owned the cartridge or something of that na- nature, oh, they, okay. they claim it's illegal. illegal. But, like, if you were to just get on and get ROMs for various things that you don't own. ROMs? That's what they call them, ROMs. ROM, like CD ROM, oh, read okay. only memory. Huh. No, uh, I don't know about any of that. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a tech guy. Well, either way, the
0: only way I'm a tech guy is in regards to this podcast. Why are you doing finger quotes? Because tech guy, you're like you're like you're a certain time, like you know. Uh, you you get, edit the podcast. I edit the podcast. You couldn't but be I'm not a tech
1: guy. Quit like, doing those finger quotes. <laughs> I can't it's stop it. That it's irritating me. You're just doing one-handed air bunnies. That's what they call them. I don't <laughs> I like, like air bunnies. P- that's p- stupid. Peter Cottontail ran right across there. But he, he beat Tetris. That's an amazing thing for someone to have done. Why? Like, it does is it because of the speed factor that it's an
0: increasing speed? Yeah, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I have never been a fan of Tetris. I oh, understand okay. what it does. I know that there's many games that we play now based upon it, such as Junk Drawer, uh, a, a myriad, a myriad that now Tetris is the big thing in board gaming, basically, with mm-hmm. the polyonymous. Polyominoes tetraminos tetraminos whatever uh, and i get the concept it's interesting trying to get these pieces It's a puzzle it's a puzzle it's a jigsaw puzzle you're trying to get these pieces to fit together and uh, but tetris wise when i was growing up i was i don't know i was anti tetris i was pro mario I don't think anybody's
1: anti-Tetris. I I, wasn't. You give me Mario, you give me Tetris. What am I going to pick? No, that's not. I mean, that's the truth for most people, I think. But Tetris, like being anti-Tetris means you had something against it. I think you misspoke there. Uh,
0: No, I. I, I, You have anti-Tetris
1: feelings? I was never pro-Tetris. You didn't like it? No. You didn't play it? No, I played it plenty. And you just, you just didn't, didn't, like, didn't it. like it. You weren't, duh, 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 duh. you didn't
0: like it because it was frustrating for me. It's not, uh, you're just putting things together and you're supposed to look. And I guess you could, you had like one move ahead, you could plan. Yeah, tend- yeah tend- I, I don't know. I just didn't speak to me. That's interesting. You're moving around these geometric shapes and trying to get complete lines of them together so that they would disappear and then you could drop down. Yeah, I just know it wasn't something for me. And so, in that regard, the games that we play aren't Tetris-like because it's just—it's not even nothing to do with Tetris, other than the fact you're getting these weird shapes to fit together mm-hmm. because they don't disappear. The whole thing with Tetris was if you got this like Line. solid lines across, they would all disappear, dropping it down, enabling
1: you to progress in a I'm good manner. Sure, all of our listeners play Tetris and like Tetris. I didn't. I wasn't a Tetris. I did I just, not like Tetris. I'm not going to talk bad about you. I, I want you to know <laughs> did I'm like, very much resisting the urge. I didn't like it. There was nothing about Tetris. Your way.
0: There, I would never in my life boot up a game of Tetris when there were other games available to me. Okay. Never. I just... Right. I've never done it. Obviously, I've done it at some point because I have played Tetris. I think I played it just to see what's all the hubbub. Yeah. I, and clearly, there's some dopamine hit of, oh, you get these bars to disappear when you get all these connections made. I, it didn't do it for me. Hmm. It, it still progresses today. Uh, Tetris is everywhere, obviously.
1: Yeah. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, you won't stop talking about it. After I've obviously stopped talking about it because <laughs> I can't speak any further on it or my disdain for your feelings about Tetris will come out. And What's your disdain other than it's a puzzle? Like, I, I don't care for, I,
0: I don't like puzzles. If I want to put puzzles together, I would not play board games. I would put together a thousand piece puzzles. That's what
1: Tetris is. That Tetris is not a puzzle. It does have that factor in it from it, you know, the the things coming down and you having to find exactly where they go. The speed of it makes a big difference because you're having to think ahead and plan ahead and move ahead. And yes, you're arguing this dopamine hit of seeing, oh, this thing, I'll put it here. And then at the same time, are you getting this? Dopamine hit of its well planned piece coming in. All oh, this will fit perfectly uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. You also get the panic of oh my god, what am I going to do with this thing? Uh-huh. I don't know how to make this thing happen. So it's quick decision making under pressure because the music picks up and the speed uh-huh. of the. So it's 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 that feeling of success when you are able to quickly drop something and lock it into place. At the same time, it's that that panic of what am I going to do with this thing? I don't want to put this here. I'm going you know that of trying to figure out what am I gonna do next, what am I gonna do next. So yeah, it's it's you, you pay a big price for your mistakes in this game. So it's 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 yeah, it, it's more than just a puzzle and just putting blocks in the space. The the speed of which you have to do it and the spatial intelligence that's required and quick thinking. I just think there's there's way more to Tetris. Well,
0: I, I, it's it's not just quick thinking though, because you have to have that hand eye coordination of matching your thinking. Like,
1: we'll flip, you know, hit that yeah, D pad yeah, over yeah, to, you, to the right fast enough. Yeah, yeah. There's that too, but 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 it's that's not a primary thing of it. Like nobody, you can move really slow with that too. I mean, it's not that you have to be super fast. It's not like Call of Duty. But type you thing. do have to be fast. The the longer it progresses, it's that's wha- the whole but point. But your thinking being fast. Like, this kid didn't struggle. Like, it wasn't that it got that high. It's the well planned. You're not, you're, if you're doing that, you're losing the game. Like, okay. if you're depending on your speed.
0: And I find it interesting the people that always beat these games are children to teens. He's 13. Yeah. Like, tweens. And he donked it out of the park. Actually, he's not a tween. He's right there at a teen. Good for him. Congratulations, whoever you are. I think his name, Willis. Willis B. Tetris. I can't remember. Uh, you know, a game that we have not discussed on this podcast hmm. that we played I can name a bunch of them and we enjoyed really it was very quick, very small, somewhat of a bidding game, kind of non-bidding couture. We did not discuss couture Are yet on sure this podcast. We, I don't think we did No, I'm not, but I don't think we did uh, we because didn't. we played that like at the end of one of our game days, we just kind of tossed it in there. And we did not go into any great depth on any podcast about Couture. Now, Couture
1: are the same people, publishers that published the game, for which I made a big fuss about, uh, the um, stock market game, the Bear Red game. Okay. This is designed by Yasuka Sato, art by Hannah Mergo. I hope I said those names right. If I didn't, this is a game from all play, two to six players, 20 minutes 11 years old and up. Typically it's 10 years old, but these people said no. <laughs> no, no, ten, ten won't I it. wonder what happened. 10 won't there was some ten year old I was a- like,
0: Oh mama, I can't handle this. Started crying. What a punk. They sent him to his corner. Or like, get in the corner. Did you go to the corner when you were young? No. Did you get whoopings? No. What was your
1: discipline, or did you receive discipline? I was told what to do and I did it. So you never received discipline? No. Uh, Raised by an army drill sergeant. Not doing what you're told is a complete aberration to me. I have no concept of a child but, but is being that be- told what to do and not doing it. So that was out of
0: fear, but out of fear of what?
1: Did was- you see what would happen if you did not? I have no concept of it. It's just you do what you're told. That is fascinating. Yes. My father because- would famously say he had never spanked me.
0: No, I was when I was growing up. I received many a whipping, hmm. whooping, whatever you want to call it. Maybe you
1: should have done what you were doing. <laughs> sorry for making fun of your childhood trauma. I just, uh, okay. So, one, if uh, there was ever evidence <laughs> that you should not beat your children, it's this podcast. <laughs> I remember it. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I was not a rebellious
0: child. No, anymore. you weren't. I was very much a mama's boy and trying to avoid, at all costs, the wrath of my father. The wrath of Khan. Interesting enough, I am in related to a Khan in my family. His name is Khan. Their last name is Khan.
1: Oh, I thought you were like a Khan man. No. Or well, perhaps K- a Mongolian. K-H-A-N. <laughs> he owns a, <laughs> a stir-fried beef restaurant. Khan!
0: So I remember, Clear's day, one of the... The okay, there's two times I remember clearly in my life I went against what my father had told me today. Mm -hmm. One when I was uh, whatever bicycle age that is when you're riding your bicycle when you're riding your BMX around town, probably 12 years old. Okay, there was a store that was across the street. Mm -hmm. several, several blocks away. And in that store, there was an arcade game called 1942. I loved playing 1942.
1: I'm going to look that up real fast.
0: My thing was a Capcom game. You fly around this B-12 bomber, basically, that would shoot. You would hit that fire button. And it also had a flip button.
1: There's 1943 Battle of Midway. No, that wasn't the
0: one. 1942. And when things got tense... There's a flip button, and it would do a barrel, a, not a barrel roll, but a loop de loop, whatever that thing is called when it, you know, what they do in Maverick when they go Zzzz. There's just tons of 19... 19- a loop. It's 1943. Nope, not 1943. It's 1942. It was a Capcom game, I'm almost assured.
1: Okay. But there's Capcom 1940. Yeah, 1943 Capcom. They're all 43. Um, and there's 1942. Okay. I would stake my
0: life on this. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to keep looking. So I would go and I played this game several times. Well, this, unfortunately, this arcade cabinet was across the road of where my boundary was as a bike riding youth.
1: 1942, there is one. Thank you. You can get on Nintendo
0: Switch. I had a few quarters in my pocket, going jing a ling a You can also get it on Steam right now. You can get it on the PC. And I got on my bicycle my BMX and I rode across the road. That was my boundary. Therefore I was told not to go there. I slipped those quarters inside that cabinet and it brought me great pleasure to play 1942 and shoot and loop and barrel roll and all these things, avoiding all those fighters while I was trying to drop. You bombs. said that very weird. Then I go home and somehow or another, my, I believe my brother ratted me out. And he said, "Gobby we went beyond the boundary that you have set. I received stern, what they call that when you whip somebody, not capital. That's death. Stern punishment. It was a punishment for that. Uh, as a punishment they call it. Corporal? Anyway, corporal. I received stern corporal punishment. Well, I always received sergeant punishment. <laughs> and, and I got whipped, whooped on my behind. It was not long after that
1: that uh you started wetting the bed
0: no i mean i did that in my early years but finally they gave up on that and then they started grounding oh, i gotcha! because you know it's like I, I it's like i would rather endure a few moments of pain and be able to hang out with my buddies than grounding so then they started grounding me
1: how does this relate to kutu i've done i've done forgot Okay, because that's what I'm. Because I literally have no how idea. How did we get there? You just started talking about your father whooping me. <laughs> <you. laughs> no, I forgot how we got there. I just said something about ten-year-old, eleven-year-old, and then you were like, "My father used oh, to beat be me." <laughs> like, okay, and so I just sat real quiet, let you talk. I was like, "Okay, maybe that's where I got there." I, don't, I guess that's all I remember. I doing. do not. I cannot remember. That, I know that was it. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure I said 11-year-old. That's why the 10-year-old? As soon as you
0: said 11-year-old, and, I had flashbacks. Start, you
1: started on, in 19, <laughs> I tried to play. Uh, okay,
0: well, I tried to play. 1942. got whooped for it. Like, go across the street. I'm like, okay. I got whipped. Okay. So I went from whippings of all sorts to groundings, and then eventually, you know, I moved out of my home.
1: <laughs> but you never received any sort of punishment? No, because I never did. I did what I was told. I did, too. Well, you, I just gave, you just gave an illustration. That was like,
0: okay, so the other instance was when I was in high school. Now, here's the, this is my extreme instance, and of which I'm not proud, nor do I recommend. And because of the end result, it tells you why I don't recommend it. I was never a run around... Cruising guy, let's go cruising with the kids in your school. Okay. I, I
1: don't even know if people go cruising now, anymore. Can I stop you? Uh-huh. If this is the story about you wrecking, or uh-huh. being in a wreck, uh-huh. you have told this story okay. very dramatically previously. Okay. Okay. And So basically, you were in a vehicle with some people. They wrecked. Shouldn't have been there. Should shouldn't have, have had there. the truck. Shouldn't have been with those people. Yep, yeah, you nearly died. Right, but you didn't nearly die. And you remember the glass breaking out,
0: and it got on the. It was like in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was okay, terrible. So. Yeah, so, like, the two times I mm-hmm. can remember in my brain where I actively mm-hmm. went against my parents, I paid tremendously. Right. So, I remember that discipline. So, that's why I, I wasn't a rebellious kid by any means.
1: Parents, Just those two acts. Those two acts. This, those, Just so you, those two. So, you mean those are the only two times you were punished? No, I got whooped many other times, but I can't, I couldn't
0: tell you why. Oh, okay. It was just childish ignorance. Oh, okay.
1: Well, in couture, <laughs> let's go back to couture. I, I just—it's like okay, just just get it out. You got it. You aired it out. Okay, go do ahead. You do, do you feel better about this? enough for us? Do you feel better about this? Because you brought this up, this game about uh, like fashion shows. Well, shopping. that's because I really enjoyed this game by I did, part. too. It is kind of a bidding game where in your hand you have these cards that are indicative of like New York, Paris, and other places, and you're laying out cards bidding for cards that have been splayed out on the table and then you take those cards and you put them in your tableau. It's very mundane but basically the theme of it is is that you're traveling to these various locations and you're modeling for those menus and then you're adding these various cards to from the market to your portfolio and it's set collection. It's a very odd bidding game like this is not your traditional bidding game. It's a very small box bidding game and the feel that it gives you is, yes, you see what you want out there. Yes, you have these various cards in your hand that when you splay them out, you're putting this many points to this area and this many points to that area. And whoever has the most points gets those cards. So some people can, of course, outbid you on that. But it's the the skill of knowing I'm going to bid here and get these cards, so I can use these cards later to bid. Type thing. It, it's very, it's a very small box game, very intuitive, very easy to teach. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you first start playing it. Like the first round, everybody's going, "What am I doing? Was this doesn't seem right?" And then as soon as you play that first round, you're like, "Oh, okay, it makes perfect sense." It, it gave me the same feel that I got in modern art with all the various weird bidding and I'm buying this and it doesn't, it's not worth anything, but it might be worth something later. And you might, it's the same feeling. If you like uh modern art, then couture by all play games is a, is a definite must. This is a, this is a, an amazing bidding game with very nice artwork.
0: It's i I don't want to go amazing. It's a very interesting game for the small. It's a literally like a five by five box, and it's nothing but cards. You're just playing cards. I uh, like the little. The, they do have those little uh, like magazine covers that you win when you get the certain set collection mm-hmm. uh, points. Yeah, it was a very. I just like it. And it reminded me of the, the the whole fashion genre of gaming, which we have this one and one other, which I can't remember. Predaporter. Predaporter. Which we, desperately I loved Predaporter when we played it. I just loved it primarily for the fact of it's such a interesting new uh,
1: theme. We need to do a theme day and play Couture and play Predaporter. Play all our fashion games. Uh, I wish there were more. Is there any more? Uh, Rococo. Which we don't know. Uh, I do. I desperately want to play Rococo. And which we never play it. Every single Griffin is
0: extremely expensive. Extremely. expensive. They were expensive. supposed to
1: do a remake of that for like computers or something, theming it. Yeah, I think I know what.
0: I think I heard that as well. But I, I, I genuinely enjoy the fashion making dresses theme. It's, I it's, like. I like fashion. I enjoy fashion. I'm not into fashion. If you see me out on a, a, at any BGG con, I'll more than likely be wearing uh, the dad
1: shorts of uh, cargo,
0: shorts, cargo and t-shirt shorts
1: and a t shirt. And a t shirt. I've never seen you anything else. But that's me. A shirt. And
0: but I do appreciate a well dressed
1: person. I wor- I just don't have the body for it. I have suits, and of course, I feel like your suit doesn't necessarily have to be tailored but it needs to be fitted to you like just buying a suit off the rack yeah and you, i have suits too that are, they're real baggy on me yeah you don't i don't like that oh. I, I cannot handle wearing a regular shirt this the sizes on them a lot of people don't understand if you buy a, a dress shirt and it just says regular those are the baggy they have to let out my chest and arms they're fitted slim and all that you know you want to get one that's Form fitting, like not tight, but you don't want them
0: tight and ridiculous looking like the style was there briefly, where all these men are wearing these super tight suits and they look ridiculous. Like if they had to break out into a run, they wouldn't be able to make it. That British cut. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I don't want it dragging the floor and I want it cinched up in all the right spots. And that's all I
1: ask. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing. You think that would be a theme? I think for a board game, like tailoring suits, that'd be a good theme. Don't Cut this out of the board podcast. We might make, we might make us a board game. I doubt it. Uh, Couture, both couture and predator have to do
0: with like putting on shows. These are dresses and shows. But as far as tailoring, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's Rococo. I don't know. That's tailoring dresses. Okay. So
1: it's along that line. It's not necessarily tailoring suits. So you want to make a strictly tailoring tailoring suits suits board game. Yeah. That sounds nice. This uh, is copyrighted. Don't TM, steal. them in a circle. Yeah. Don't don't steal my ideas. And
0: the C in a
1: circle. Brian Maxwell messaged me and said we need to make a board game together. What are you going to make? A bowling game. No, clearly there is a bowling game already, and I have it. A it's board a, game. Yeah, it's a solo game. It's nice. It's a, actually a very good card game, where you're utilizing cards in your hand to remove the pins that are stacked, just like pins. And you're saying this this number removes this pin and all that. And you have to do it like, what's the game? Not Solitary, but the cards are stacked. You have to remove this one to get to that one type thing. It's a, It was like a Microsoft card game. I cannot remember. But <laughs> but don't. like they're shaped as a pyramid and you need to remove this card to be able to get to this card. Huh. What is What is the name of that game? Somebody remembers it. Um, not. Uh, mm, Seven Wonders. No, no, no. Not a board game. No. Seven Wonders. I don't know. Why, why do you... Uh, I just say words. I know. You just say words. You don't think, think of anything, words. and you just say that. And that makes oh, me incredibly st- irritated. This is Sorry. me swallowing that. <laughs> this is me going, mm-hmm. I say words. This is me not pointing that out and being, I'm glad, glad I am. I'm, I'm going to drink the improved. rest of your
0: box wine. I'm, just to I'm glad you've improved as a person. <laughs> another... G- <laughs> another game <laughs> That wine is not strong enough for you. That
1: bo- That is just fruit juice okay so oh at the it's end of the, you're hating hated it. it
0: when you first drink you're like oh, this isn't bad i didn't and want to hurt end, your feelings when you're angry this is awful when you're this angry. was awful
1: <laughs> this was awful white wine and you're getting a lot of white wine right now <laughs> 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 go ahead go ahead
0: my suits don't
1: fit I, why is my soup? Uh, go ahead valamino Yes, 25th Century Games sent me this game. Thank you, 25th Century Game. Velomino is based on another game, which leaves me. This is a Bruno casala game, by the way. The,
0: uh, now, with 52 card deck games, they can be called anything. But when my family played this game, it was called President. But then we changed it to El Presidente. Why? I don't know, but it's what it's forever called your in our family from Chile. You had the presidents, you had scum. Whenever you finished the game and you were at the bottom of succeeding, you were the scum and the president got to take the better cards from you to make their hand better. And you did the card swap, which takes place in this game as well, but it's built into cards in the game. But this game has a very
1: neat racing theme. Well, yeah, yeah, this this has a theme which really not an existence. Well, the theme the theme of it is just so for the artwork because it is just a bunch, it's like you're a bicycle race and you're racing up a hill of and, animals. Of animals and all the animals are and it's a kid it's a children's game the like not family. It's a family level game and my kids and by the way absolutely love this game. Where you have the deck of cards and the cards are numbered from like 1 to 7 I believe and some of the cards are of um, No, 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 they're not different colors, they're different types of animals. And so on your turn, you can play either all the cards of the same color or all the cards of the same number. And when you do that, they count as tens instead of just what their face value is. For instance, if I had a green 1, 2, and 3, I could play all those, and they don't count as 1, 2, and 3, they count as 10 points apiece. And so that's 30 points plus the lowest card, so that's 31 points. Or if I played three ones, then that's 30 points plus the lowest card, which is one that's 31 points. And that's the number that the next person has to play the beat or pass. And so basically, you're just wanting to empty your hand and get rid of all the cards out of your hand. It seems so simple.
0: So the thing is with uh, the ones we'll get into here in a second. But the thing is with this game is you have to beat the previous amount of points played correct so if someone uh, i'll get into the difference between this and the 52 card game in this game if someone plays a a five just just a five it's just worth five you have to beat that five so you can play a six or seven or seven or basically anything above a five so then what would that be well let's just say you have two ones in your hand well, 21s if you play them together at the same time, that is not 21s, that is not 2, it is 21 points. I just explained that. I'm glad you re-explained it. But I'm explaining it to you in the game format I that did. way you understand. Oh, okay. So those things, they uh, they uh, they compound into that type of scoring. So now that I've played the two ones, that's 21 points on the table. If you have, I don't think it would happen, but I don't know how many cards per number. But let's say you have three twos. So I've now have 21 points on the board. You have to beat that. Let's say you have three twos. You play those three twos. You have now played 32
1: points and it's just whoever scores last wins the round and takes the cards and thus the whole point is, is that you get rid of all the cards from your hand, and then you score how many points for each player that's in still in the game.
0: And it's interesting because you're going to get stuck with weird random combinations in your hand or single cards that don't go with anything else, and you need to get rid of this card. How do I get rid of this random single five that doesn't match up with any other colors? I can't put it in with fives. I can't put it in with yellows. It's just by itself. I need to get rid of the single five. This card sucks. So then you have that's where the the strategy of this game comes in, and that's why I love this game. It was very good because there is strategy, and it's like, do you come out with your power hand now so that you can. Play a low hand, but that low hand will no doubt enable somebody else to get
1: rid of their garbage and there that's it is there are one off cards that are very high, there are some random cards in there that are like forty points or thirty five points or twenty points that are filtered into your hand, which is basically your ability to take control and you go first the next round yes and that's really what it is is that sometimes you have such a sucky hand everybody's playing high cards and you can't get rid of that lonely 5 that you have so you have to take the lead so you have to play this one card to trump everybody so you nobody else can out beat as it as hard as you can right and so that's the name of the game is do you play high or do you play low playing low lets everybody else kind of work their way up playing high can stifle everybody but then again at the same time it gives you the lead next time and so it's interesting those are the only decisions that you're making it's a family-weight game my kids absolutely love this game they play this game all the time. In the card game President, where there's President
0: and Scum, the only difference I can remember is that in the President, if you played a single card, everyone else had to play a single card. Uh, so if I played a single three of clubs, then you had to play a four of clubs yeah. or five of clubs. Yes, yeah, not the way here. Or uh they then, then the, when the the things that beat that was like the twos for some reason are weird and jokers
1: and there is one other card i think the ones it if they're played in the game they allow you to steal cards from a player's hand and swap them out yeah that's the one you where you take can swap so many cards the, and the better yeah. for your worst ones which is neat which anyways this game i've seen nobody talking about it it's a simple re-theme of an older card game it works very well I I've gotten Joffrey has gotten us into playing these very lightweight games. Yes, and I absolutely have enjoyed the games.
0: I I want to play Scout again. The Scout broke my brain, but that was because I was super tired and it was late at night when we played Scout at BGG Spring uh, last year. Uh, Scout, this game. There's so many of these games that take classic 52 card games. From you know just regular decks that you've played with your family, and basically they streamline it
1: and they make them better. What's that game you have? That's the card game where you're it's a co op and you're fighting not insecticide, regicide. Regicide. What's the game where you have you're fighting the jacks and then the queens and the yeah kings yeah regicide. regicide. Yeah, we played that with uh with Natty at BGG. I love that game. It's a fifty two card deck. I don't know why that game why that thrilled me so much, that's but for really some good. reason you don't have the actual game, do you? No, because it is a
0: 52, a fifty-two card deck.
1: But for some reason, that fifty-two card deck that's been rethemed it's with the this, art. The that. art, I'm, I was all about that. I but, should uh, not that's have bought that. I game.
0: purposely bought the Star Wars decks to yeah. play that with Regicide. Why? Because they have because it's got
1: Darth Vader on there. Oh, as yeah. he the king? Yeah, that's cool. You got Darth Vader. You got Luke. You got Leia. But it then it has the the, the instructions in it too on the. Yeah,
0: game. but the, all you need for that is the app. The app will do all the math okay. for you. The app it.
1: is fantastic I'm the, for Regicide. I, I, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm trying to get to where I like apps again.
0: And uh, but Regicide is a co-op
1: game. I don't like apps at all. But
0: the app for Regicide is really good. I
1: don't even order appetizers. You should. That makes me. What's the point of an appetizer?
0: That's stupid. It is, it's actually. It's actually. Uh, what do they call that? It's stupid because an appetizer doesn't increase your appetite. Actually, it kills your
1: appetite for yes. the main meal. It's stupid. Why are you ordering a small ordering amount of thing food before, Do you want an It's trying to kill your you appetite. You want something you know small why? and easy to make that you know is why? going to be of lesser quality than exactly. the main. Exactly. So
0: what they do is they give you this cheap meal before right. your actual meal, and then they charge you a buttload for the actual meal that really isn't that expensive because now that you're already full, you're not going to eat the whole thing.
1: It doesn't matter if you eat the whole thing or not. That's not the point. The point is, is that they know that people will see these appetizers, and there are things that won't fill you up. There's only three things that fill you up: it's protein, water, fiber. That's why you can't get filled with chips, and so you order this thing that's just mm, mm, false. What I get filled up on chips all the you time. You cannot. It is biologically no, no biologically false. impossible.
0: I go to a restaurant, if I eat chips and salsa for 30 minutes, I
1: am full. It, you Biologically impossible to get on full on anything besides water. Well, talk, you need to talk to my biology you then. You need to look up what's in chips.
0: It's I'm full. You're not you full. You just told me I can't get full on chips and salsa, and I'm telling you I, I say do that. all the I time. I didn't say that. I never said
1: that. What did you say? I said there's only three things that you can get, you can get full of. I remember that phrase. You can get full on protein fiber, water. But then I think you said you can't fill up on chips and salsa. I didn't say that. When in fact you can. I did not say that. (laughs) I'm saying is that the only three things that you can get filled up on biologically that will tell your brain you are full, fiber, water, protein. If what you're eating contains water, fiber or protein then yes if you consume mass quantities of that yes your brain will eventually say you are full but you cannot get full on anything but fiber water protein so if you're saying you're getting full on chips mm-hmm. and salsa mm-hmm. thus one must conclude that one of those things probably have fiber Water or protein in it, or it simply is your idea full because you're so messed up in your sensations. It's probably you just getting sick, which is not being full. Not sick. Yes, getting sick from eating too much of it. No, I just
0: eat a bunch of it. No, I can eat like five baskets of chips and salsa. Either way, and like by the time they bring my food out, I'm like, I'm good. No, the point of appetizers, which
1: appetizers are stupid. Nobody should order appetizers. Chips and salsa are free at any Mexican restaurant. No, I don't like chips and salsa. I freaking
0: far. love chips and salsa. I live off of chips no, and salsa. I don't salsa. like.
1: That. I think it's it's it's. I it's, eat it's, chips and salsa for dinner half the time. It's, it, yes, I know it's a ploy. There's no such <laughs> substance, and it, all it does is this carbs is no terrible substance. It's terrible. Yes. No. Yeah, I agree. There's no substance. Yes. It, there's it's it's an awful thing. There's not thing. even a word. Yes, substance. Substance is not a word. Are you kidding me? Sustenance is a word. Substance is what's what I said. You're saying substance. Substance. What did I say? It's spelled <laughs> subsidence. S-U-S. There's no B. Subsidence. <laughs> subsidence. A sentence that is part of a larger sentence. Substance. I was late <laughs> is a substance of I was late because it was snowing. You're looking I'm sub- saying that. that Appetizers are a substance of dinner. I they are you. a sub. There you go. Okay. I just didn't understand the angle you're approaching. I know that you from. were saying sustenance, <laughs> sustenance, which I don't like. To, you don't like use, sustenance. I don't like to use sustenance in a f- word, Why? phrase, because it sounds weird. I love sustenance. Sustenance. No, you don't. I
0: love it because don't like sustenance. Like
1: sus. No, you don't like sustenance. sus. You don't like sustenance. I like sus and I like tenants. No, you don't. The I movie?
0: Hate- Love the movie. Actually, I don't. I don't care for that movie. I loved Tennant. I l- did not care smart. for <laughs> You don't even know what you just watched. I did. i watched you, it several no, times. That's exactly. Anybody that watches Tenet, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a very smart movie. I love this movie. It is. They, they cannot tell you what just happened, but it makes them feel smart in recommending it as a movie they like. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you it can does. tell you. No. I told you when we walked out it's of the It's a theater.
1: presumptuous movie. No, it is not. How dare you? It is no, certainly
0: you? presumptuous.
1: All right. First off, do you not understand what Tenet was about?
0: Oh, the... F- Go forward and backwards all at the same time. No. See, so here we go. Oh, now, my God. We're
1: not going to discuss this. No, we're right not going to discuss it because, yes. But I'm just saying, yes, I watched it the first time and understood what was going on, and I was just
0: anybody that says Tenant was their favorite movie, get over yourself. Oh no, get over oh, yourself. I, I like Fast and the Furious. I, I know. Like, I like. I enjoy that's my that. Favorite, so you know, I enjoy I like those that. movies. Let's go to space, <laughs> family. family. <laughs> oh, family. Sorry,
1: family is important to me. Yeah, it's not family. If his family was important, he quit doing what he's doing. That's true. This he is toxic. Fast he's and the very toxic. Fast <laughs> and Furious is awful. Absolutely, uh, but it's so highly entertaining no, it's not. to me. I have not ever been entertained. Been, are you not entertained? The first, the first one in Tokyo Drift entertained me. Because Tokyo Drift is really underrated. Yes, I, I was entertained by, and those. I like that actor. I don't remember his name. The guy, Luke, Lucas. the guy that's from. Uh, he's from. He's me. like from Alabama. From Alabama. Alabama. Like What's him. going on here, guys? Like he's you. got that nasally what? <laughs> no, what? No, Yes, he does. No. He, he's on Ed I don't know what you're Yes, doing. he is. <laughs> he's got that real nasally. He's got the same bowl cut. Listen uh, here, guys he like him. He was in uh, Friday Night Lights,
0: the original movie, oh, no, starring Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, he's a quarterback. An excellent movie about Texas football.
1: I wouldn't call it a Texas high school football. I did football. not think it was that It's great. really good. It's a football it movie. It also
0: stars Explosions in the Sky, I think is the name of the band that plays the it electronic guitar a, it music. It was just
1: a football movie. I did not it's find really good, it to be But there. you don't like football, so you don't, like don't care football. for it. No, oh, I like football. No, you don't. I just don't. watched you Barry Sanders. I just watched the Barry... I just watched the Barry Sanders documentary that you haven't watched. I've watched more football.
0: You're out of your freaking mind. I've been watching the football since. I've been ball. watching the football. Uh, I've been
1: watching. Well, listen, look, but this okay, isn't, look, how no. much you've consumed doesn't mean not how much you like it. Um, football, We're I enjoy. Have this discussion. I enjoy football, but it's the fact is I don't enjoy any particular team right now because it's all the same stupidity. You see what they did with the Lions and Cowboys? That's the reason I don't <laughs> watch I watched that. I didn't watch that game and that made me mad. Okay. So I yes, I, Friday Night Lights is highly not the television series, the movie. Highly overrated. It's not highly overrated because it's not that rated. Yes, it is. It was called the best football movie of all time. No, that's necessary roughness. No, no. Friday Night (laughs) Lights is the most acclaimed movie. Sorry, Scott Bakula Friday Night Lights. Friday Night
0: Lights was like called the best. You don't get what I'm joking, obviously. You Necessary Roughness is not a good football game. I know movie. it's not it's a good a football It's just enjoyable, game. and I enjoyed it back when I was a child with Scott Bakula and Sinbad. Friday Night Lights? Then there's The Replacement starring Keanu Reeves and the guy that kicks field goals. Which is also a a nod m- and Hill. Which great movie. But yeah, but no, nobody
1: cares about my knowledge of stuff. Nobody cares about your knowledge. Friday Night Lights, like legitimately, not the television series, the movie. That was like the—everybody raved about it's that. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, and
0: don't fool yourself into thinking it's not. Whether or not you think it's highly overrated,
1: I don't know, because I, I everybody— I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. I said people it was overrated. That,
0: people that think of uh, f- football movies, you might think of Rudy, you might think of The Program, Lucas you might Black. think of— Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Uh, don't even get that, that movie so highly historically inaccurate. I love, love all the characters in that, all the actors in that. Yeah, historically, it's not right. Historically, completely made up. Right. There's a bunch of bull crap just to make you feel good. But I felt about good. the racism that exists in the movie. Racism. Did you uh, feel good Friday. about the racism in the movie? No, it's just... <laughs> that's what you just said. It's all bullcrap. What is? The, 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 everything in Remember the Titans that made you feel good, they made it up for the movie. Wow. You uh, it. Yes, I didn't. I, what I, about Blindside? Never seen it, don't want to see it, and now I know that's one big farce as well. Who says? It was all a big lie. Who says? the uh, I don't know, the news. <laughs> you... <laughs> I don't know, but it, <laughs> like everything in that movie has been like
1: debunked.
0: Really? Like everything that Sandra B- Sandy B did
1: sounds, to help that it poor sounds fellow, like you don't like. It fake. was false. It sounds like you don't like football. No,
0: I don't like fake news to make you feel good about a story that doesn't exist. That's like all that you consume is fake news stories. No, I don't consume fake news stories. I just watch fiction. Just watch fiction. You'll be okay. That's speaking funny. of which, I've been watching Doctor Who. Uh, oh, oh. David Tennant reprising his role as the 10th Doctor and Donna Noble. It's been very nice. It's not good. It's been very nice. Not good. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I've enjoyed the Doctor Who special season, whatever. you're
1: one of the few people. (laughs)
0: I'm glad you're enjoying it. I enjoyed it. I was glad to see old David back. He's still got it. He's still a handsome fellow. Still looks like. How do these actors, they look the same for 30 years? Retinol. I guess so. And it helps to be millionaires and just like your job is t- your job is to look good.
1: I guess to a degree. You can't be an actor and like be not looking good. I'll say that to Christopher Walken, Steve Buscemi. There's a bunch of not well looking actors. <laughs> That's true. And yet here they are. But they're still fit. No but she means thin there's ton, just because they're thin I not mean they're fit name me one fat actor that's remained
0: fat for a long time and is not dead due to his fatness john goodman who now he has, lost a bunch he took the surgery but he listen, sold out
1: but john goodman when he was on roseanne was winning like best actor i know but guess what he's alive now and guess what he's
0: done he's done the surgery now he's skinny Hey everybody, Gabby here, chief editor, producer, co-host, and fact checker of the podcast, which I don't do near enough. Apparently John Goodman, according to a brief Google search, did indeed lose his weight uh, with diet and exercise. Imagine, what a crazy way to lose weight. Diet and exercise, the Mediterranean diet, is what he credits much of his weight loss to, and uh, walking the dog. So, uh, anyway, there's that. So I was wrong. It happens. Oh,
1: well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! I guess I forgot that you never, ever make a mistake.
0: Carry on. You have. uh. You, no, uh, what I, my point was. Who's fat and who's. Tell is, me who's fat has remained fat and relevant and has still lived a long time. Okay. Nobody. Well,
1: obviously, because being fat is bad well, for yeah, you. Living a long time, that's a given. Jonah Hill, home. he's
0: been fat skinny, fat skinny, yeah, fat good skinny. Good for him. Nice presently John skinny. John Candy. John Candy realized being obese was not good for him. Lost a bunch of weight, just like Al Roker.
1: John Candy died. No, way. Oh, oh, because he was fat. Yes, he did. John Candy. John died. Goodman. John Goodman has lost his weight. Al though. Roker looks weird. Look, when we lose a bunch of our weight, we look weird. No, sometimes Al Roker just—he's just, just on. We weird. look weird. Okay. Anyways, my point being is that just because they're overweight doesn't preclude them from being an actor just because they're That's thin That's not what I said. This because they're thin doesn't mean anything. You're like who's fit? I'm talking about the, tons of actors who are thin but they aren't fit.
0: I'm talking about the longevity of you being that way. When you have somebody Tom Cruise has been fit and thin yeah. his whole entire acting career. Yeah. And he's looked kind of the same yeah. his whole career until recently. He's definitely showing his age because he's almost freaking 60 years old. Yeah. Obviously, you can't escape time for that what long. I don't your point
1: is. Your point I don't have that. one. I'm okay. just talking. Well, no, I, know. Well, I know you're just talking. I'm just talking but about. I had a point. And then David you Tennant me. was
0: looking good, and he's
1: always looked I thought good. But you said he's you always- didn't like Tennant. I don't lo- look. <laughs> I got you. You said you didn't like Tennant. You was like, I don't like his confusion. I'm anti-Tennant. Every, everybody, says, everybody says they like Tennant. They're just, they're just presumptuous. No, I don't like it.
0: Oh, I'm pro-Tennant. Anti-Tennant.
1: Anyway. Doesn't he spell his name the same way?
0: <laughs> no. Tennant. I
1: think you look like a fool. Right I, don't, I don't care about T-E-A. David Tennant. He's not irrelevant. He's not relevant anymore. Until he started doing something with his acting career. He was doing some good stuff before this Doctor Who stuff popped up. He was in some actually really good shows. And now he's done this thing. He's fallen right back to this. The same thing, Phil, like Patrick Stewart. Need to leave this Picard thing alone. Go about your business. But here they go. They keep falling back into people doing this remakes. And you know why? Uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. Let me get started. You know why? Why? Money. Power.
0: Money. And they want to feel loved.
1: They're loved. Stop. No, that this has nothing to do about them being loved. It's but them falling right back into being talked into doing something that they said they wouldn't do again.
0: It's a weakness on their part because they have proved themselves. They have acted in these roles, and then they've moved on. Yeah. But then the people say, no, we love you so much in this row. And Nobody
1: they, said that to Harrison Ford. And then... Absolutely nobody said that to Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Nobody was clamoring to have him back at 80-something years old. Oh, God, no. Nobody wanted that. You're correct. So it's not that. It's not that the fans – don't put this off on the fans. This is something that the contracts and the agents and they're talking people into doing stuff. Han Solo wanted to die in Return of the Jedi. Harrison Ford wanted out. So what would your motivation be? Besides the money. You're contractually obligated. No, 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 no.
0: Harrison Ford was never contractually obligated to come back 50 years later and
1: Sometimes do a- they will lock you into a contract when you're doing other films and say, hey, we'll do this film. We'll pay you X months, but we'll lock you into this other next movie we got. We call you. You have to show up. That's why a lot of actors end up being in some crazy no, films. No, I understand that.
0: But you're talking about somebody that took a role
1: literally... 40 to 50 years after the fact. I know, but I'm saying is that. He was not contracted into being Indiana Jones again. I'm just saying is that there are times where that does very well happen. I think he thought these would be good movies and they were not. No. He no way thought those would be good movies. He did not say to himself. He was just doing a thing. A lot of these people just do a thing. So it's just money. Not necessarily. No, I'm not even saying it's money. I'm saying they just just do. They just do a thing. It's them just showing up to work, going. That's my job. I guess go be Han Solo <laughs> again. He never thought because they'll phone it in. They'll have these. They'll be. It's just like the same thing that happened with Edward Norton and the and the uh, Italian job, Fa- very famously. He had been in that whatever movie where he was the bad guy with a oh, Project uh, X. No, oh. that was for, before that. He was the guy, the young guy that was arrested and fooled uh, the the gray headed guy, the guy that's in Officer and Gentleman. Richard Gere. Richard Gere, that show. Basic Instinct, that's not it. Killer Instinct. It was the show that it was like Edward Norton's f- role that he broke out of. Like, this uh, was his role. The Jackal. He No, he's not in The Jackal. Well, see, again, <laughs> you just say words and you interrupt me going, I'm just I, say I just words. thought I might help you. No, it has nothing to do with that. But people know what I'm talking about. Okay. but uh, Edward Norton, Richard Gere. It was about. the... I, I, you know, sometimes I wonder. You don't accuse me when you can't think of it yourself. No, I'm saying I can't think of the title. But the fact is, is that you, you, you claim to be a movie person.
0: I was not a Richard Gere, Edward Norton guy. I was a sci-fi guy. Thin Blue
1: Line. Thin Blue Line. Primal Fear. Primal Fear. All right. Oh, so yeah. he did that. Here, chat. It was. Are you? Are you? Are you joking? Have you never yeah. watched that film? No, not good. You're just saying that to make me mad. <laughs> you, you're just saying that to make never me mad. I've never seen it. You've never seen Primal Fear. Never seen Primal I can't Fear. believe that you act like you like movies. I don't act like anything. Yes, I enjoy do. movies. You yeah. act
0: like you like movies and then you walk around acting like I you like do. movies. You do. All right.
1: Either. You had a podcast on movies. My point is, is that Edward Norton was contractually obligated to be in another movie and they made him be. In, I understand exactly what you're talking it.
0: about. Just like any Marvel person, they lock them in for like five movies. Right. I'm
1: saying you, How's can't that tell me, you?
0: you can't tell me Harrison Ford was locked into Indiana
1: Jones he, 4 he or very, 5. He very well could have been. No, he yes, wasn't. Yes, well, let me. I'm saying, I'm not saying that he was. I'm. You're you're acting like it couldn't possibly be. No,
0: it's not. You're talking about a man that has like he has and reached not, a point in his life where I he know, doesn't do that. Anymore.
1: But you're not listening. The fact is, he could have done another movie, and as part of that deal with this studio, they said we're going to put you in this movie. We're going to pay you this amount of money, mm. but you're locked into another movie of our choosing when we choose to have it. And that's how these actors commonly will wind up in stuff that's insane because the studio calls up and says, you remember 20 years ago when you did this one movie and we paid you X amount of money and we said you would be in a movie that we want to? Guess what? You're in Aquaman 5. Show up. You're going to cameo in it. And then that's where you have respective actors. Just show up in crazy stuff. It's like, what was he doing in there? So well, it's because that's what it is. You think Robert De Niro is wanting to be in all this junk? Yes. Well, no. Because he got paid hundreds of millions of dollars. But uh, No, but at, once you get so old, do you think that they want to get out of bed, their arthritic bones, and go, I want to go be in this thing? Patrick Stewart was apparently very upset. He was in uh, Ex- the, 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 uh, the Madness. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. So, yeah, stuff like that happens. That's my point is that it very well. You see all these old actors that are like, why in the world? would that? I'm 80 years old. Why would they have me do another Indiana Jones? Why would he be Professor X again? Because he's probably he's the good. Oh, poor Patrick. Poor Patrick. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my point. And the only way you stop that. But Patrick Stewart does not have the weight Harrison Ford has. But the only way you stop that is by having people like David Tennant stop doing junk like this. Stop doing this whole remake thing, because that's all it is—it's a remake. Remember, remember when Doctor <clears throat> Who well,
0: was great? I mean, I feel like it. I mean, I know he did Broadchurch and several movies and stuff, but I sadly, I feel like it's—he needs work. Nah. Working actors need money. No, nah, he don't need money. I think he does. Do you, oh. If you're uh, these actors, that's what the whole strike was about. They're like, you don't realize how many actors have to keep working for money, how low paid they are. Netflix, low balls, all these salaries. They need money. And to uh, and then they're out there living in California or Hollywood or wherever, and everything cost a buttload. He so. made
1: a million dollars a year, a million pounds a year, <laughs> playing uh, for three years when he did Doctor Who, Who, and he has like a net worth of maybe like nine million dollars. They saying so it's like yeah, and that's that's for me and you. That's a lot of
0: money for a movie star. That's nothing. Yeah, but they'll burn through that in six no, months. They won't. Yes. No, they don't That's why they're all broke. No.
1: You're thinking that way, but no, they don't go out and blow money their night. houses alone are millions of dollars. They, who's you're assuming he lives in a million dollar house? Um bet he does. I bet he I bet he's they're frugal. They know if you're if you are an actor, you, you very well know that this ain't gonna last. Fifteen minutes of fame. It's what you're going to get out of it. You think that poor guy? What was the guy that we played poker with at BGG? The Mad Men guy, the guy that was fat on Mm -hmm. uh, Mad Men and got thin. Mm -hmm. Had the board game podcast. Do you think he was like cashing those checks, thinking this will last forever? (laughs) No, no. He did some voice acting, did some video games, and then he had Rich Summer. Rich Summer, and then he had a podcast. And he was, by the way, he was a good actor. He's a good actor for what he did. I mean, he's, he, and for what little a bit of acting I've seen. He, he
0: doesn't get a whole lot of work. He
1: doesn't get a whole lot of work because that's the nature of the business. Uh, what a business that is. But either way, my point being is that he ain't there's out there blowing his money. At I'm all.
0: not saying, but, uh, well, okay. Yes. But I'm saying. We to- need to have Rich Sumner. Does <laughs> he, oh, he still have a podcast? No, no, he doesn't. Did he stop? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's sad. I mean, he's, I, I don't even know. He's still acting. I don't know what he's doing. I'm gonna no, send him an email. No, let's do it. I will. Maybe he'll be our 300th. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Is had an it? actor on our show. He was the freaking Madman. He was on uh We had we had another Jeff big Foxworthy.
1: show on. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy. That's
0: our touchstone. That's we it. Had freaking Jeff, freaking Foxworthy. Jeff
1: Foxworthy. on our show.
0: I like to to go down to like uh, get her done. Like I feel that'd be a step down. It's only up for us. Get her done. Get her done. That's not Jeff Foxworthy. No, I know. I'm saying to to get Larry the Cable guy is a step down because Jerry Foxworthy
1: was the man. uh, Yeah, he was pretty good. And just for reference, Jeff Foxworthy has a net. Holy cow. He's like worth hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Jeff. And what did we get? But what did Jeff a do? A few hundred well, downloads. He told some jokes and then hosted a board uh, – uh, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? He's wrecking it in. Well, Jeff had it figured out. David Tennant is worth $9 million, and he was Doctor Who, and Jeff Foxworthy told some jokes about rednecks. But it's all about the business aspect. Yes, that's what I'm saying.
0: He's like, he built an empire based around I that bet redneck Jeff stuff. Jeff
1: invested in like Bitcoin or something.
0: He, that redneck stuff took him to the top. He had calendars, toys, games. I mean, he, he's the, the, everywhere. Uh, it's just yeah. Even he, though he's not
1: necessarily relevant today, oh, he's relevant. I guarantee. If 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 Jeff Foxworthy walked down the street. I bet more people would recognize him than David Tennant. Because I know the Doctor Who and the nerds and all is a big thing, but your general general people, general public, David Tennant, probably rock white by Jeff Foxworthy, okay. When I yeah. say
0: relevant, I mean more in the not recognizable area, but as to how uh,
1: the work they're doing right now. I guarantee what would save Doctor Who right now. If Jeff Foxworthy was the doctor, <laughs> just Jeff, a Southern American Jeff Foxworthy, show up and he's the doctor and just told like, well, everybody, I guess we ought to well, know where we're we going this time. And all the all, he just always wants to travel to the South. <laughs> all the episodes of Doctor Who take place in Mississippi and Florida and Texas back in the well, we got to go down here. That would be an awesome. There you go. Jeff Foxworthy. He could do it. And all of his companions could be fifth graders. he would be a callback to a, a bunch of kids. Like it could be like the Magic School if you Bus. You met your wife in the TARDIS Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There, that would work. Okay, so
0: my wife has just opened the door to our yeah, compound Matthew here in BGS Studios and said dinner is ready. So I've got to go eat because I am hungry Matthew and I'm full of nothing but boxed wine. He says, "Oh, we go back in time."
1: Do you not like my impressions? I'm trying to end the show. Okay. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the
0: Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. <laughs>